Hi friend, my name is Amy Joy and this is the Make Prayer Beautiful podcast. When Phil and I went to the Netherlands, the Resistance Museum continues to stand out as one of just the most intense places that we went. And I think, so first of all, there was an element for me that what was the most overwhelming was that these were everyday people. Like literally these were my grandparents and my great aunts and uncles who were having to wrestle through some of these decisions. But I also was thinking about how they had to make decisions without full knowledge. So to say, oh, you need to wear the yellow star on your clothes, Jews, uh, that would have seemed really, um, that's a huge invasion of privacy obviously, but I think most of the people, all of the people had to carry paperwork. They had to, like, there was, my point is, there was already such a vast impingement on their freedom um, that I'm sure that, you know, it's kind of like, well, okay, you wear the yellow star, just like you get your food um, coupons, or your, you know, your ration stamps in order to eat, that none of this was like a normal life situation. And then I was, oh, it's going to make me cry. And then I was thinking about how uh, they knew that the Jews were going away to concentration camps, but they heard them as work camps. That was kind of how they were told. And obviously, nobody wanted to go to these work camps. It was very traumatic to be pulled away from your families and for your families to be separated. But... Again, that's not unheard of in times of war. Uh, the boys and I are reading about some of the American Civil War right now. And the Yankees, the North, <laughs> would go down and, oh, here's a Confederate clothing mill or cloth mill. Well, let's take the mill hands because they're producing goods that are needed for the Confederate war machine and we'll ship them north, you know, a couple states away. Whether they want to go or not, that's just part of how it works. And then their, their labor is hired out. And anyway, that is actually just part of the function of war. And, and so there are reports of even Jews writing in their journals, like, well, I'm going to go and hope that I discharge my duty well, you know, kind of putting a good face on it. And it wasn't until after the war that they saw that the, (laughs) all of the, the death that the that they weren't actually just work camps. And I can't imagine what that would be like to be in the Netherlands at that time and read the papers and say, oh my goodness, this is just a couple hundred miles away. This is just across the border. Um, that that, <laughs> oh yeah, the amount of evil. But they had to make their decisions, my point is, without full knowledge. And... I think I wrestle with this especially because that's basically life, that we all have to make decisions without full knowledge. We all have to reach for uh, a goal or attempt something without knowing whether it will work or not. And that's really tiring. That's, That's hard. There's not always the right answer. And even when we hear from the Lord... Uh, it, I wonder sometimes if he doesn't give us exactly the right answer or if he's teaching us something else that maybe my metric for hearing from the Lord, which would be like never to make a mistake and have everything be exactly perfectly easy, 
that's probably not actually his metric. (laughs) Oh, so Lord, as you invite us to make decisions without full knowledge, I pray that we would have the grace to see what you're doing and the grace to follow you even in the midst of the uncertainty. I thank you, Lord, that that somehow you're able in the midst of this broken, hurting world to offer the work of restoration. Lord, I think about how uh, deeply traumatic the, the pain of those places is. And so, Lord, we ask that you would be uh, enthroned and that your kingdom would come and your will would be done on earth as it is in heaven. Thank you, Lord. Amen.